If you're a transitioning service member looking to make a career jump to IT, Skillstorm is the resource you need. They have an incredible entry-level developer training program that teaches you the skills you need in 16 weeks or less and places you as a W-2 salary employee with a Fortune 500 company. Oh, and the cherry on the cake? They actually hire active duty military spouses as program coordinators to help educate the military community about this opportunity. So don't miss this two for one special opportunity alert. We're talking to the hiring manager right now. Welcome to the Burt Force Podcast. Our show helps active duty military spouses plan virtual careers. Each week, we'll be uncovering the secrets of virtual work to help get you hashtag hired. If you want income sustainable from anywhere in the world, this is the show for you. We are bringing you everything from juicy job opportunities to advice on how to glow up for a virtual interview. And now let's meet our host. She's the change maker responsible for getting over 700 military spouses hashtag hired and making a $15 million impact in the military community. Burt Force founder, professional speaker, remote staff augmentation specialist, visionary. Here's our host, Kimber Hill. Burt Force, I'm going to share another live conversation with you. This time, we're meeting with veteran-friendly and MILSPO-friendly employer Skillstorm. In this episode, we cover two of their coveted positions. First, we're chatting about their entry-level developer program. This is targeted toward transitioning service members who might be open to learning a new skill and potentially being relocated to work with a Fortune 500 company. Then we're talking about the program coordinator position, which is great for military spouses because it is 100% location flexible, CONUS and OCONUS. So without further ado, let's dive in now. Be sure you listen to both of these opportunities. Hey, Vertforce, happy Tuesday Night Live. It's your community leader and Tuesday Night Live host, Kimber Hill. Tonight, we are working with our hiring partner and IT services and staffing company, Skillstorm. We're going to be talking about a web developer position that's available for transitioning service members. And we're going to be talking about a program coordinator position that's available for spouses. Both of these jobs are on the Vertforce job board. They've made some pretty dynamic appearances there over the past few months, and we've seen a lot of spouses get hired. So hang in there and buckle up. This is going to be a killer episode. So let's go ahead and welcome our guest. Something quirky about him. He loves to sing out loud when he's happy. (laughs) He's most proud of his family and his family's accomplishments. He is a veteran. He grew up in a very heavy military community. He's been a recruiter with Skillstorm for three years. And now he's the senior veteran recruiter. Please welcome Richard Perez. Richard, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you again for having me. Yeah. 
We're excited that you're here. So Richard, can you explain to us why is Skillstorm focusing on the military community? We're very focused on the, the military community just because of the, the skills that this community already has, you know, as far as time management, organizational skills, you know, meeting tight deadlines. They all just really transfer seamlessly into technology or even more so into coding. You know, so it, it originally started out, you know, really more in the um, not in the military uh, side. But, you know, we've grown since then. Um, it went from emerging graduates or college grads to you know, what we are now really focused on veterans and, and really looking to to hire those veterans. You know, there, there's definitely a gap in the market right now where, you know, we're not seeing a ton of emerging talent that have those skills, you know, being able to, you know, organize what your work is and, and you know, being able to, um, you know, manage that time and prioritize. So, you know, we created this, this uh, entry level position where, you know, we pretty much show you how to work with technology that automates certain processes. And it takes, it's really cool because it's low code and it doesn't require people to code as much. And, you know, we're, we are, you know, a SkillBridge approved um, company. So we're able to kind of offer this to our transitioning service veterans, you know, all the way and, and even veterans as well. Right. And you're teaching them how to perform this job activity, right? Correct. So it's transition training, it's helping, you know, the veteran come out of the service and move into a career that is going to pay well and is going to provide them sustainability. Very much so, very much so. And it's it's attainable. I think that's the biggest thing in, in the skills that they already have. Yeah, very attainable. All right, so I know you are a veteran. When did you serve and how did you get into IT? I served back from 2009 to 2011, so I was in for about three years. Um, I was a combo chief in the Army. You know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I really did. It was, you know, all the communications that we can think of. So a satellite, a radio, um, a computer, a cell phone. Uh, even back then, we, we had the cell phones. Um, you know, I loved IT, and I was very into it. So I really enjoyed that aspect of my job. Um, yeah. And I, I always knew I wanted to be in IT. So... You know, I really, I think it's it's really cool that, you know, I can use my skills and what I've learned to kind of help find even more technical people and find them. Right. Roles. And I think the biggest thing with technology is that it's ever changing. It's always changing. So there's going to be something for everyone. Always. You can never go wrong when you invest your time into technology uh, because we can look at, you know, the trends of where careers are going and we can see very easily Every area where technology is growing is a, a very fruitful use of your time, which is why I'm so excited about this particular opportunity. We do have a question from one of our viewers. I want to go ahead and pull this on screen, and, and we'll talk about this more in, in a bit. But right off the bat, Catalina wants to know, for this entry-level developer program, can spouses apply as well? So spouses can apply if they meet that same criteria that the service member would have to meet. Usually it works a little bit better, you know, when the service member is not, not in the service or let's say that they are in the guard or reserves. Um, it's a possibility just because with this program, you have to be open to relocation. But again, with COVID and everything, I mean, it's, it's going to be quite a bit um, until, until that happens. Right. Until relocation happens for Correct. the students. Right. So for the program, then after you're trained, you come out, you, you, know lo the, you know the trade, you know how to code, that's when the service member, the transitioning service member or the spouse might be relocated. 
Correct. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So Catalina, I hope that answers your question. Now, Catalina, there's another position we're going to talk about in a few minutes that is more geared towards active duty spouses that may be uh, more centered around what fits your lifestyle right now, depending. Uh Uh-oh, she says, open to relocation. Husband is separating from the Navy. So thank you and your husband for your time in the Navy. Let me get you the link. My husband's in the Navy. Go Navy. Let me get you the link to apply. So Catalina, check out the job board. The job board has the entry-level software developer position, and I am putting that in the comments of this video right now. If anyone else has questions, we love it when you guys participate, so please let me know what your questions are and we'll support you through, through our conversation. We'll pause to take your questions. All right, so let's talk about the paid training opportunity the entry-level developer position. Walk us through exactly how it works. I know we've hinted around at it since we've started our conversation, but we really haven't dove in just yet. Well, here we go. So we (laughs) have a few, a couple different programs and Skillstorm's, I guess, mission is to really recruit, train, certify, and then deploy you to the actual client to, you know, take care of their needs and requirements. We have a goal um, this year of hiring 300 plus service members. So that's, that's a very big goal. That means we have a lot of you know openings, and that's going to be by the end of you know 2021. Now, the first program that we offer is going to be our paid 12-week um, training. So this training is really more for veterans or people who have, or you know veterans who have exited um, and are not in a service. It does require you to have some IT knowledge, but we do have some free online training you know for for any veteran or service member to help get you there. Um, so that's that's one route. The other route is going to be our 16-week unpaid fellowship, um, and that's going to be for anyone who is transitioning, who's Skillbridge approved. Unfortunately, we can't pay you, um, but depending on the track that you're in, you know, and what you decide to do, again, you'll be hired at a very good rate, and I, you know, 16 weeks is is pretty quick. And then 50% of the people who actually come through our program, it's actually grown to 60 recently, um, are now veterans. Yes, so it's 60% right now. We're we're trying really hard to get to 80. It's hard, but I, I think we can do it. So, Yeah, I think you'll definitely get there. So there's a 12-week paid and mm-hmm. a 16-week unpaid. Correct. And 50% of the people coming through are veterans. And so both the 12-week and the 16-week, are those great op- opportunities for veterans? So the 12-week is going to be specifically for, I would say, veterans and anyone who's not in the service. The 16-week will be for those who are exiting because it's a fellowship Ah. and it's unpaid. So it's hard. It'd be really hard to do that long without being paid. So usually they have to, you know, they want to go with their skill bridge. So they have to. Got it. So Mm -hmm. if you're in the 16-week program, you're in the process of transitioning. Correct. Okay. That makes sense. Thanks for explaining that. So what kind of jobs will the veterans be doing and what kind of clients will they work with after they learn the skill and are put to work? So some of the positions that we work in, I mean, I, they're really cool. I mean, everything is obviously going to be in technology. We're talking infrastructure. We're talking cloud architecture, cybersecurity, which is probably, I would say, the number one choice for everyone. And then anything that deals with automated solutions or coding. These are going to be the biggest things out there right now, especially with COVID. I mean, we're all working remotely. So there's a lot of traffic coming in and out of what you're actually using and you need some things to be automated. 
As far as the clients that we work with, we're, work, we're working with Fortune 500 clients. So we're talking enterprise level, um, Bank of America, um, Accenture Federal Services, Florida Blue, Nike. Those are all going to be different clients that we work with. And, and this really does, what's cool about a lot of the technologies that we do work with, because it is low code and it's automated, that opens you up to so many organizations right now. Um, so I think it's just a very, very good array for, for the service members. Yeah, I would say, you know, this particular line of work, software, uh, coding, working in this, this was one of the opportunities that was remote consistently pre-COVID. It's a good skill to learn because if you're, if you're looking to work remotely, you're looking to work virtually. Post-COVID, pre-COVID, this is something that's going to consistently be available from home. Yeah. Right. And I know that this particular opportunity would put you in the office, which I think is is great to also work around your coworkers. But it's also something like longevity. If you're looking at your long term career, this is something that you would be able to carry with you. Very true. All right. So what opportunities are available for military spouses? So we've been focusing primarily on this opportunity for transitioning service members. But what about the military spouse? So military spouses, I, I think this is just an awesome program. I run this program. Um, they work directly with me and I help kind of lead and, and drive them with it. Um, the program is essentially almost like a brand ambassador. You know, they, they are called program coordinators in, in the hopes of, you know, this will definitely grow and then we'll have program managers and things like that. So growth opportunity is there for our, our spouses. The, the program, I think, is really cool in the sense of partnering with the workforce because, we've actually had about 60% of the spouses that we have came from workforce. So I think, you know, just having those skills, having that true understanding of, you know, what we're all looking to do, which is to help our service members is, is very, very powerful. And essentially, you know, what you're doing is kind of getting the word out to the service members, getting them to understand, you know, why they would want to be in IT and, you know, talking about those, those types of things. I love that. I'm going to pause to read a comment and then we can pick back up there. Catalina says she's definitely passing this information to her husband. He just completed his master's in cybersecurity. Thanks, Catalina. We hope that this opportunity works out for him. Great. So what I think is really fun about this brand ambassador program coordinator opportunity is that it allows you to advocate and support service members and help them find their transition point, help them find what's right for them. So it's, it's, very symbiotic the relationship between the program coordinator role and then the uh at the entry-level developer role because you're getting to work with those transitioning service members who are looking and support them in their journey right i love that that was that was awesome <laughs> yeah can you tell me a little bit about how this role is location flexible that's when we talk about it in Vertforce and when we bring it to the Vertforce community, we try to emphasize that it's location flexible as in you're not going to be called into an office, but it's important for you to build relationships in your local, at your local base. Could you explain why and how that works? Definitely. Um, I think the most important thing with this opportunity is probably utilizing those those local relationships and actually being in these local places. Um, the, the biggest thing with this is or I think the biggest thing that we found with doing a survey with spouses was that just the whole starting over, it felt like they were starting over literally every, you know, two to three years, sometimes sooner than that. And they couldn't really build a career. So I think it's just being able to say, Hey, you can do this here. You can do this at another base. You can continue to take this with you. And like I mentioned, 
grow this because eventually, you know, I, I will grow in this company. And so I, you know, as we grow, we need somebody to help me. And that's just how companies grow. You start to build that, that team. And so that's probably the, like I said, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to, because it's, it's just a full circle thing. This is Brittany and Leslie from the Mill Spouse Coffee House podcast. You're listening to the Vertforce podcast. This podcast helps you on your career journey, no matter where you are. So after you have taken that journey and you are tired and you need to laugh, come on over to Mill Spouse Coffee House where we're serving up laughs. <laughs> after you've listened to Vertforce podcast where they can help you, you can bring your resume to us and we'll give you unprofessional advice. Find the Mill Spouse Coffee House podcast on your favorite podcast playing platform. You can also visit our website at millspousecoffeehouse.com. And now back to Kimber and the Vert Force team. Need help with your resume? Vert Force has your back. Listen to our Resume Bootcamp series, which covers episodes 47 through 60 of this show. Play them in chronological order to build a winning resume tailored to the virtual job market. Resume Bootcamp also offers a subscription-based online course and private community. Learn how you can opt in to our live trainings and resume critiques at bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen BC. How are the spouses incentivized and what is the benefit of participating in Skillstorm's program coordinator role? So this position is is 100% commission-based, um, but it is, again, flexible and at your own time. So the compensation, though, can be up to about up to $650 per person wow. that comes through my program. What? So, yes. I mean, in the average that we see somebody um, right now and what we're seeing in our spouses kind of doing some projections, it's looking like you could probably average about 30 people to go through the program a year. Something that's 30 that's times amazing. 650. And it's, it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's definitely, it's meant to be portable. It's meant to be flexible. So it shouldn't be anything uh-huh. that should be bog you down and really just be motivated by what we're doing as a whole. I'm actually pulling up my calculator to see what that is. Wow. That's $20,000. Yeah. Right. So if you're talking about a location, flexible opportunity that uh, is incentive based, you know, you work at your own pace, you're helping service members, transitioning service members, uh, find careers. It seems like a very fulfilling way to earn a really good income. I agree. And a a couple of the spouses that I've spoken to, I mean, I think the feedback that we got was, it's crazy because I have these conversations all the time, but I didn't realize I was having these conversations. Right. And you didn't realize that you could build a career off of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. All right, so let's talk about where you're looking for program coordinators. Which bases are you recruiting from? So a few of the bases, I would say, we're looking to get at least three different people in every single base. So I would say major installations. So we're going to be talking about the Jacksonville Panhandle area, McDill, uh, Fort Bliss, Camp Pendleton, Fort Gordon, Fort Stewart, Camp Lejeune. So these are all All going to be huge hubs, big hubs, obviously to maximize your opportunity and I think the reason that I really like the idea of having that three per base is, again, there's a lot of people to speak with. And it's also just it's always good to have a second set of eyes, if not a third. And this is all a mission that we're all doing together. So and that's one thing you'll find in in my you know leading abilities with you is it's all about working together. 
all about mm-hmm. that, that goal and that mission. And then obviously there's a reward at the end. Yeah, I, I would say if you have a heart for people and you have a heart for teamwork, this is very much a role for you. I remember when we first got introduced to this role and we first started bringing it forward to the Vertforce community, to me, immediately my first thought was this is kind of like HR and recruiting, but it's deeper than that, right? It's a little bit more, it almost reminds me of um, like a, a college counselor type role where you get to work with people one-on-one. And, and I say yes. that because that's my personal experience of the people who have helped me most in my life have been able to sit down and talk to me about what are your goals? Did you know yes. about this opportunity? Could this help you? And I would say the best decision that I ever made for myself was getting sitting down with a counselor and deciding to pursue a master's degree in IT. It's been the best thing for my personal life and career and family. So that's what this role reminds me of. It's such a cool opportunity to uh, to participate in, especially as a military spouse. Yeah, I think you summed it up very well. That was good. Yeah. And what kind of candidates are you looking for in, for the spouse program? Probably the biggest thing here is obviously going to be the entrepreneurship or entrepreneurial type, you know, uh, spirit. Anybody who, who, wants to bring new ideas to the table, you know, always having that Mm -hmm. continuous change. The military is changing so much. I can, I can speak and say, you know, somebody who got out 10 years ago, it's very different now compared to even 10 years ago. And even more so as you go back, you know, I think it's, it's, it's not a fit for every single spouse because obviously there's, there's just that want that you're in that passion that I can't teach you. But again, it, it being involved in this community, you know, having drive, having tenacity, having passion, which are some of our core values, that's that's what's going to get you to where you want to be. And and a lot of this is kind of how you said it. It's more being that counselor. It's more being that educator, getting the service member to know, yes, there's a ton of options out there. I think there's so many options now that they get a little flooded. So kind of clearing those weeds out and saying, hey, this is IT. This is something very attainable. And then kind of bridging that 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 uh, that gap for them to have that further conversation. So absolutely. Yeah. All right, listeners, now is a great time to get your questions in. If you'd like to know more about Skillstorm, the entry-level developer opportunity, or the program coordinator opportunity, go ahead and drop your questions in the chat now for Richard so we can make sure that we get those asked before we wrap up our live stream this evening. We're not quite done yet. I want to know more about how the program coordinator role spouses are expected to get the word out about the opportunity. Um, And I ask because it seems like a position like this might have been very in-person pre-COVID, very much, you know, heading to base, networking with transitioning service members. Post-COVID, is that still the case? You know, what's the plan? What is the goal there and the 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 roadmap for the program coordinators to be successful in this role? So I, I think the biggest thing is obviously social media. Everything is going to be social media driven. We, we have a plan. We have, we'll say, you know, things that we have in place to where we know, hey, this is something you can use and, and, and branching off of what we already have. So it's, it's never really you're shooting in the dark. It's never really, hey, I need to craft something on my own. You have that social media backing. I think one of the biggest things too that I've been working on with our spouses is also building those local connections to where they actually get somebody who's at a transition office and they can, you know, 
drive that a little bit more, even in that sense. Nobody's working, you know, right now in person. We're all working remotely. And it seems to be the way that way for a while. So I've encouraged all my, you know, PCs or spouses, you know, just keep posting. And I can tell you in the last uh, about three weeks, we've seen an uptake. We've seen an uptake in their leads that started, they've started to come in with just encouraging and having those, those conversations. And then obviously, you know, having swag and things like that will be sent to, to the PCs so they can kind of wear that. We give out a mask too, you know, it's a new trend. That's a great idea. The ma- I see that on a lot of masks. I see a lot of branding on masks happening. And social media is kind of ruling everything right now as far as helping us stay in touch with each other, build relationships, and continue to feel like we're part of a collective rather than so isolated all the time. No, definitely. I agree with that. All right. Uh, we have another question from Catalina. Let's see here. Catalina asks, earlier it was mentioned, paid and unpaid internship training. Can we go more into that? My husband separates in January 2021. I'm sure she probably wants to know which category he would fall into and why. Um, it, it depends. I might be able to work with him to get him into the fellowship program, which is the reason that works a little bit better is because it's longer. Those four weeks that we teach are the fundamentals of coding, understanding the basics. In his situation, just purely based on what, what Catalina wrote, I would say he probably would be more towards traditional. But I'll give you an example. If he happens to have two months of terminal leave and he's open to having an internship, I can get him on the path of that fellowship route and give him that, that initial four-week um, fundamental training that he would probably need if he's coming in very green. So there's flexibility. Yeah. Catalina, I hope that answers your question. If you have more, go ahead and bring them into the chat. Richard, is there anything else that you'd like to bring to the community this evening? Uh, No, I I really, I appreciate you, Kimber, for bringing me on and, you know, kind of getting the word out. Everybody who's watching, thank you again. You know, I think it's, we're we're doing something really amazing here. Um, Slow and steady wins the race is what we're seeing. So if you want to be a part of that, feel free. Awesome. All right, Richard, thank you for all of the information that you've provided to us. I do want to go ahead and share a lot of links with everyone. And what we will do is when we, we're going to continue to loop this episode all evening. I know it's uh, seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. The rest of the country is, it's still pretty early. So we'll continue to loop this video on our community all evening. So we'll be monitoring the, um, Oh, you're so welcome, Catalina. We'll be monitoring the chat. So if you have questions, we'll come back through the chat and answer your questions. And here are the links that you need to learn more about this particular opportunity. And remember, we talked about two tonight. So if you're just now tuning in and you're catching the tail end of this, go back to the beginning. Make sure that you learn about both of the opportunities. We're talking about the entry-level developer opportunity, which is really geared towards transitioning service members. And we're talking about the program coordinator opportunity, which is geared towards military spouses. Uh, And they're both very symbiotic. They're kind of working together to um, execute one mission. All right. So you can learn more at skillstorm.com. You can also learn more on the Vertforce job board. Those links are in the description over my head. I've got links to both of the job applications. 
Uh, you can also inquire with Richard's team by emailing military at skillstorm.com. That's military at skillstorm, S-K-I-L-L-S-T-O-R-M.com. And you can find Skillstorm on LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash company slash Skillstorm. They are on Facebook, Twitter, Insta. Facebook is at SkillstormFB. Twitter is at Skillstorm. And Insta is Skillstormer. Woo, I got all the links. <laughs> I didn't make a mistake. <laughs> you did great, Kimber. Oh, we yeah. We didn't get you. your tongue tied there. <laughs> Not at all. Catalina says it's 9 a.m. in Japan. Winky face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I remember we have had a couple of team members live in Japan, and it's always so fun to work with that time zone because as you're going to bed, you're kind of catching them in the morning as they're waking up. Actually, fun fact, we we did have two people go through our fellowship that were in Japan because it's virtual. They worked the night yeah. shift, but they still completed it, and we hired them. So you You know, that was something that we really didn't discuss i don't think i can we didn't talk about location as as far as as far as it pertains to these opportunities of course you're looking for program coordinators at all the bases but if you're going through this training program or you want to participate are you conus and oconus friendly yes 100 percent. it's all virtual 100 percent virtual now you know even through we already determined it's going to be at least through mid next year um so wow it's 100% virtual. What about citizenship requirements? You do have to be a U.S. citizen or a green card holder. There's a couple of other visas that we might be able to work with, but it's case by case. So if they inquire, we can at least have that conversation. That is such a relief. I, we have so many service members, spouses, who, yes. uh, you know, that's a big barrier and, and no one will even speak to them about about their situation. So it's really great to hear that you can evaluate that on a case by case basis. Nice. Yes. Thank All you. Right. And yeah, one other question for you while we're on this fun topic. So it is 100% commission. Is it 1099? It is 1099. Yes, it would be 1099. Great. And so for our listeners, I'm referencing the program coordinator position. With that one being a commission-based role, it is super typical and anticipated for commission-based compensation roles to be 1099 because you're earning at your own pace, you're controlling your own schedule, you're kind of setting your own drive there. You don't have a manager saying, and and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you don't have a manager saying you've got to show up at 9 a.m. and get such and such done. You're really doing the job based on how your performance aligns with the job, which is- is very on par for a 1099 position. Uh, last question for you. I'm going to hop into the, or switch topics on you back to the entry-level entry level developer role. Those positions, once they're placed, once they're placed, they graduate the training program and then they're working for Skillstorm clients, are they also 1099 or are they W-2? No, they would be W-2. When they're hired with Skillstorm, they will be a W-2 employee. As a matter of fact, when they're hired, um, let's say they have to continue training before they even go to a client, they are hired as a full-time employee at Skillstorm. I love that. I love that. It's it's a dedication. You know, it's it shows Skillstorm's commitment to training and Skillstorm's commitment to providing a career. So I think that's very important. 
All right, we don't have any additional questions. Richard, if there's anything else you'd like to add, let's hear it. Thank you again. I'm so happy that we could do Thank this. I'm you. very, very excited. Thanks again, Kimberly. Yeah, this is so fun. Thank you, Vert Force, for tuning in on Tuesday Night Live, and we will catch you this time next week. Bye-bye. All right, Vert Force, that is it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate our podcast, and leave us a review. We really love hearing from you. If you need to find the show notes, which include all of the resources we discussed in this episode, you can find those at vertforce.us. Guys, I'm serious when I say we want to hear from you. If you have an idea for an episode or a question, email us at support at vertforce.us. As a reminder, all content associated with the Vertforce podcast is the intellectual property of Vertforce LLC. All right, catch you next week.